The Arizo Podcast is brought to you by Triumph Protective Coatings. They specialize in concrete polish, epoxy flooring systems, micro top floors and walls, and self-leveling underlays. They service all of California, and they are an awesome company. They speak Spanish, and they do amazing work. Check them out at triumph underscore coatings on Instagram. And if you use the promo code arrows up, you get 10% off. So check them out. Arrows up podcast. Here we go. David is here. Talk about Canelo. Not telling anybody. We talk about Christian rap music when it used to be good. Coaching. And then we give you a Brady NFL script. That was uh, <laughs> actually inspired by Angel. So shout out to Angel. So we go through that script of what could happen, what the Niners could do, the whole thing. Um, I want to do a little thing on Champions League since we had the first few games on Wednesday and Thursday. And Lazio hosted Bayern. And they beat Bayern. How? I don't know. Bayern looked really bad. Tucho has looked bad. Um, maybe it's the Harry Kane um, curse. <laughs> because I don't know what else to attribute it to. But Lazio beat Bayern in a shocking, shocking result. 1-0. Bayern lost uh, Upama Upemecano. He's going to be out the next game. And so we'll see. Bayern's probably going to recover at home. They'll probably be fine. PSG. Real Sociedad. Real Sociedad, uh, you know, we're outmatched. And Bappe was incredible. And then it came out today. Official. He is leaving. PSG at the end of the season. Everyone's pointing to Real Madrid. That's where he's going to go. Great. Sign me up. Liverpool, I guess, is a dark horse. Maybe. Uh, We'll see. Man City took care of business versus Copenhagen. Copenhagen kind of hung in a little bit. Um, Matson scored a crazy goal for Copenhagen. Uh, But Man City was too much. They won. And Real Madrid, RB Leipzig, uh, should have been 1-1. They disallowed a goal for our, our, our RB uh, Leipzig. That should have been a goal, but it wasn't a goal. But it should have been. But it wasn't. And Real Madrid scored in, with a golazo from Brahim Diaz. They were 1-0. And they will play again. Um in a few weeks so um, next week PSV Dortmund Inter versus Atletico Napoli Barcelona and Porto Arsenal is uh, the next set of games we have so that's, a, that's that's Champions League that's where we're at so here's David hope you enjoyed the pod here we go Is that a Canelo shirt? Yeah. 
Ooh. Very nice. Oh. You have class or is that why the, the later potted? Do you have that class that went until late? No, 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 no. No. I had dinner today. I had to have go for a dinner. Like a little late, late Valentine's Day kind of dinner? Or? No, no. It was a it was a, birthday, it was a birthday dinner. It was Stephanie's uh, brother's uh, birthday. Oh, bro- okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, Valentine's Day is a is a scam, and oh, for sure. Know. But I mean, I bet if Stephanie wanted you to be like, all right, let's have a bite, you know. Yeah, I think you'd give at least that much. Be like, all right, it's a meal, not like an extravagant, you know, whole production. But anyway. Yeah. Sorry, I just had a matter her shoes. Whatever the hell these are, but they're good. Nice. Okay. All righty. So Canelo hasn't announced who he's fighting yet. <laughs> he has not. And did you see? So we won't talk about Canelo today. <laughs> yeah. But Trevor texted me. He was like, okay. Jamal just refuted that it's not him. Yeah, he said he hasn't talked to Al Heyman. So. He was like, I think it's Crawford. But I can't be in May. I don't know if he fights him in May. No. I I had seen this thing where supposedly it was, um, what's his name? Mungia. I... So the the rumor that's going around is that Canelo isn't going to complete his because he has what one more fight, right? One or two more fights with PBC supposedly. I thought it was two, two more. This one and the September one. Okay, so it was a four yeah. fight deal, but apparently he can get out of it because they don't have the money to pay to him pay for his purse. Because I guess there was a. A negotiated like minimum purse, and they don't have they PBC doesn't have that. So Canelo is supposedly going back to the zone in like matchroom. Yeah, yeah. And Mungia is the name that supposedly that's who he was gonna. <laughs> but we want Benavides, damn it! That's what we want. I, yeah, I, at this point, I'm just like. Like Mungia, Mungia is more is a irate like, mm, okay, that that gets me more excited than any of the Charlo brothers, but for sure, I I, I agree with you. Yeah, but it has to be Benavides, and we, you and I, are the like driver and co-pilot of the Canelo jet, like the, the, the express, bus, like we're there, whatever the ve- whatever vehicle we're we're whatever mode of transportation yeah, it is. Um, yeah, you, I'm working the GPS and you're steering, and we're like, yeah. everybody, come on, join yeah, us. Yeah, 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 exactly. And now we're just like, Please. I'm driving, and you're saying you're putting the tune. You're telling yeah. me, hey, yeah. hey well, got you know, there's a gas station over here. I'm asking you, hey, you got to find me a coffee shop. Where's the coffee? Like, yo, get, so, get some snacks too for the road, you know. So, so yeah. and I say that because I don't want anybody to think you and I are a turning on Canelo, b slandering Canelo. We love Canelo, but it's just like we 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 have to try our best to not be 
super biased with Canelo. Yeah, 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 yeah. We so wanna, it's like, yeah, right. This is our, you know, we're trying to be a professional podcast here. So we yeah. have to call it what it is. So we need. Trying to hold them accountable, you know? Yeah, you know exactly. That, it's, out of, it's, out, so. it's out of love. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We so. say it because we care, Canelo. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. So that's what I had seen. But I don't know, man. If he doesn't fight Benavidez. Look, you and I will find ways to defend him, but. It it does become a tough, tough thing to to argue against, unless it comes out that Benavides like wants something crazy, which I you know which I keep hoping for. Like I keep hoping like Benavides wants like some crazy amount. Yeah, he's like, he's like and pricing, he's pricing himself out. Yeah, so I'm hoping something like that comes out because then that would make sense. Like Canelo would be like, dude, you're you don't sell any people views. Why would yeah, I pay you exactly. money? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that had been on my mind just because people like obviously they're calling for the fight. Yeah. And I remember the last time we spoke about the matchup, we were like Benavides by I mean by himself, he doesn't really like no one no one cared to watch him in any of his big fights. I mean like plant or uh and if yeah, anything the the fight versus plant, everybody was going in there because Plant won a bunch of people over after the Canelo fight. Right, right, right. So it was almost like a residue of like, you know what? Plant's okay with us. So yeah, I know. Benavidez over there, like yeah. with Canelo, like sloppy seconds. If you know, if y'all are hip to that terminology, yeah. So it's like, eh. so yeah. Hopefully, he announces it soon. Yeah, it's February fifteenth. It, yeah, we're we're now since February is a short month. It's like we're more than halfway through February, and it's like, dude, you yeah. should be training right now, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Supposedly, the rumor is also Crawford. Yeah. I just I think he if he if he fights Crawford, I would think he would want like a big promotion tour. You know, right? He hits, he hits all the big podcasts. Does the big old thing, kind of you know, builds right. kind of like a like. This is the biggest fight since Floyd Mayweather and I fought, like something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, the whole uh, like campaign through all the major cities of like, oh yeah, history, yeah. right? Like the history fight. Yeah, exactly. So I can't, yeah. I can't imagine he's just gonna like. Okay, I'm fighting Crawford. We're gonna get it together in a few months. See you. You know, like that—that that almost doesn't make any sense for the business that he runs. You know? Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't know, dude. It's just—I didn't think we'd get to this point and still be like, "Hey, when is he announcing that?" Like, so. Yeah. <sighs> yeah for sure. Yeah, man. Where did you get that shirt? Is that from the website, or you like did someone print it for you, or like what? You know, what's the <laughs> someone print it for me? Um... <laughs> yeah, we, we, you got a guy. I know. I know you got a guy. We we got a guy. I guess I could say that. Okay. But... Uh, shout out to Dave. Um, yeah. No, so for my birthday in October, my guy Koto bought me three Canelo shirts, um, which they're in the rotation for. They're, they're awesome gym shirt sh- shirts. Cause they're super comfortable. Um, so 
This one I I had him worn, so I'm like, this is too nice to take to the gym. So it's Canelo with yeah. the with the belts, and the Dolce Gabbana, the Dolce crown, Gabbana. yeah. So, Ooh, okay, this one I wore it today for the first time. Uh, so yeah, I bought it straight for the, so uh, you know, I'm supporting my guy. Well, Cotto supporting Canelo because that was his money. That was in my money. But, right, right. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Have you gotten okay? Because like. Obviously, Canelo's a, a big figure in this, like the face of boxing. Mm-hmm. But I've worn like my like a Canelo cap, and I've only gotten a small number of people that are like, "Oh, that's a Canelo cap! Oh, that's super cool!" You know. So, do you get questions like, "Who is that?" or like, "Like, or are some people like, yo, I see you. That's a Canelo shirt.' Like, or is most, it a mix?" Most people are like, "Oh, what kind of shirt is that?" And then when I'm like, "Oh, it's a Canelo shirt." They're like, oh, that's sick. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, very few. I want to get one of those no boxing, no life shirts. Yeah, that's the shirt I want to get because I think those shirts are sick. The problem is, he used to sell them like plain, like you know, where it was just like a cool, clean look, right? And now they all look like there's too much, like there's too much going on, right. And um, then he made it like a no golfing note, which I get it. Yeah, like yeah, merch a, marketing, but it's like, what about just the, you know, good or reliable, you know, yeah, the classic. Yeah. 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 So, so I like, I like plain t-shirts, you know, simple, just, yeah. Yeah. Minimalistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. you know, the, those shirts are cool. It gets the point across. Um, there was this, there was this, um, this group that, well, it's a, it's a recording label. What well, used to be, and mm-hmm. now I don't know what they are to be honest with you, because um, they don't have any artists under them anymore. But they're still like it, it's it, they became like a pseudo ministry type of thing, and it it, it got okay. super it got super artsy. Oh, okay. and it just it kind of like you know pushed people like me to the side because I'm just like, dude, I'm just here for the rap, yeah, and so. It's Humble Beast. That's the name of the of Humble the, Beast. Humble Beast. Humble Beast. Yeah, it's a, it, it okay. was it used to be a Christian, a Christian uh, record label, and they. Gotcha. So this okay. is like 2011, 2010, like oh, that range. Oh, way back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and so this is when Christian music was like Christian rap music was like producing really good stuff, and not just like KJ Five Two. Um, you know, right, right, cringy stuff. Uh, you know, they're producing good music, and so they used to sell this shirt that would just—it was a black shirt. They would just say "Humble Beast." It was sick. Yeah. And now I can't find it unless I haven't looked in a few in a while. But um, then you know it became different. They were actually—it was interesting because they would give the the albums away for free. Oh. Like you go on the website, you could download the albums for free. Um, and then they would ask you for an offering if you know if you so right if you wanted some yes. And they were super legit. I saw them in concert, like the, the different groups that they had. Um, and then they just stopped doing music. And then rap music, Christian rap music just sucks now. They like they all suck. All of them. I I heard a dude and I was like at least from the musical standpoint, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like this, yeah. um, uh, 
I don't know if I'm saying his name, but saying his name right, but Holvey, have you heard of Holvey? H U L V E Y, I think. No. No. Yeah. I, so when I when I went to text it to me, I, I got. I got yeah, yeah. I heard one of the songs, and I was I, like, very cool, almost like that, uh, like R and B based kind of rap. Like it yeah. does have like eight oh eight and stuff, but very like very soulful. I think yeah. he like sings too. Very like uh, I don't want to say Drake, but just like like Drake, like he can. He's got a good flow, good voice, and he can sing. You know. So I was like, yeah. My my friend put it on, and I was like. This is pretty nice. This is hard. So, yeah. But I, I hadn't heard him. So I was like, is this guy you? Am I just, you know, am I that out of the loop? But all those guys now, like the guys that I used to listen to that, that were really good, mm-hmm. um, all they do now is like sell you stuff. Like the guy used to like a lot. His name's Propaganda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that guy just sells coffee now, and the coffee's nasty. Like just. Uh, I thought you were gonna go like NFT, like just don't, like you know, because like, like, <laughs> you know, people are into that, you know, especially like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, especially like up here, like, like where I'm at, like there's like a local, like some of Garrick's like contemporaries here, they're okay. big on like the whole like making, oh, making their own Ooh. NFTs and all that, and you know, yeah. which I'm like, do you? Yeah. But I don't know anything about that, so I'm not about to start dabbling. Right. You're like, yeah, I'm not, in, I'm, bars, not like, I'm not interested you know, in a JPEG. Yeah, I'm like, just um, like, when's your next show? Like, what, are you putting on music? That's what I want to know, you know. Yeah, so and that's how I am. Like, I don't yeah. care about like you know, what's propaganda had a like a coffee, what is it, a coffee table book? Right. I'm like, what about an album? Can I get an album? I don't. An EP, gonna, two EPs. I, yeah, I'm not gonna buy your coffee table book. Uh, and then the other guy used to like Ruslan, and he became like a full full time podcaster. Um. Oh, okay. Like quote unquote just, retired, so to speak. He's like, I'm done rapping. I like, guess. Um, because sometimes guys like and they, he used um, to do really good, and then like he just, yeah yeah he does podcasts. I I'll be honest with you, I don't like his podcast. I I just he's very uh, I don't know. I, I, I you can miss me with his podcast actually. Yeah. Um. But I love him as a rapper. Oh, I used to love him as a rapper. Um. But it's all, it's probably really f- uh, fleeting, I guess. Cause I think you know, I think there's like levels to it, you know, because you kinda maybe you run to a place, you get to a place where you just have nothing else to say. I was about to say, like, I mean, like you know, like it's you know, Outcast, like Outcast is he's on that train. Oh yeah, yeah. Lauren Hill, like one album and done. Although Lauren has a whole other thing. Lauren Hill, like I have right. I've heard stories about her and I have opinions. So I'm just kind of like, I'm going to leave that for a later time. But right. yeah, the outcast is like, I wouldn't know what to say. And then some guys like, um, I remember like early Tyler, the creator was like, mm. I don't want to rap forever. He's like, I, he's like, he's like, I do it. I'm pretty good at it. You know, I have like the style, yeah. but he was like, he was kind of on that thing that Kanye was on where he's like, I just want to, Maybe I'm try making clothes or making music other than rap music yeah. and see. Rap music was just like the stepping stone to everything. Else. Right. It's like it's one of the yeah. many vehicles that I use. So I it's, wonder. That's so weird to me though, because it's like not I mean, it isn't like not that you know people shouldn't expand, you know? Right. We, we say it all the time. We're all about cashing checks. So, you know, cash the checks. Yeah, but I feel like there has to be a, a, a level of 
under like keeping the main thing the main thing, you know? Right. Because I well at least for me, and maybe maybe I'm not the target audience for, for people like that. Right. But I legit am just like I don't really care for anything else you do besides this. When like, you find something you like with someone. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like propaganda. Propaganda loved his music. Well, loved his music. I still listen to his music. But I just, I just want to listen to your music. I want to go to your shows. I don't want to buy, buy your, your bad coffee. Your bad coffee. Because yeah. I bought it. I bought coffee from him. You bought it. You tried, and you're like, I can't co-sign this. You're like, bye. Like, yeah. And the thing with his is, he, he like. <laughs> Whatever, you know, we're, we're trying to make it in this world, so we're just going to let it be. Um, he used, uses or used to, I don't know. When I bought his coffee, he was using coffee that was grown in Compton by this roaster, this company called Patria Coffee. Mm. And so all the, like, little Chicano peop- kids were, like, supporting it. Right. He's... He's Rasa, the whole thing. And you're like, all right, right cool, right. whatever. Um, I remember I went to like a coffee tasting thing with uh, yeah. somebody you and I both grew up with at, at church. And uh, they they went to that to, to their house and the whole thing. Yeah. And it was just bad coffee. It was just nasty. Now, yeah. it's not the person's fault because growing coffee in Compton is extremely hard because, you know, there's not the conditions are not fit for it. Right, right. But if you're going to sell it... Ah, my God, I don't know, you know? So, yeah, it, to me, I'm just like, I just kind of want to listen to you rap. And I'll support your shows. I'll go to your concerts. I'll buy your CDs. I'll, you know, buy some merch. Um, yeah. But I kinda, yeah. Everything else, I, maybe I'll consume it, maybe. But like, for example, the Killers, I love the Killers. Yeah. I'll go to the concert. I'll buy the shirts. Um, I'll buy their CDs. I don't really care for any interview that they do because it's just like, well, I don't just, I just want to listen to you sing. Yeah. So maybe I'm the, the wrong audience for that because, you know, you, but, it, and now, and now it's different because now we're in a place where artists, so everyone's got a thing. Everyone's got these little like Yeah, and now you're almost like incentivized in the internet world. You're incentivized to sell yourself. Yeah. Hey, listen to me, listen to me, because there's so much competition. Where back in the day, that was seen as like like almost selling out, which isn't selling out. Right. You know? But yeah, so I, I it's just, like it's like a like Connor with the proper 12. It's like, dude, can I see you knock somebody out? You used to be a really bad dude. You used to be like the guy. Yeah. And now you're just kind of like promote your whiskey, having fun, which is you. cool, you know. Like I'll buy your whiskey, right, right. And I, I, I haven't tried it, but I've heard it. So I've gotten like the mixed review, but some people are like, "Oh, it's pretty good. I like it." Which right. I'm like, "All right, cool, get your bread." But I'm just like, "Damn, keep the main of, thing, the main I, thing." I, I yeah, kind of yeah. miss, I kind of miss yeah. like Mystic Matt Connor, you know? Right, right. I'm not apologizing to anybody, Connor. Yeah, yeah. The, the only guy that I can think of that like does the different things and they're kind of all in a similar realm and he's yeah. good at them um is um like childish gambino because like he like he raps his music but then like when he acts i'm just like he's not a bad dude i'm like he you know he i could buy it that he's an actor yeah or that he does like um but he's like super 
ridiculously talented. So, yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. He's the one guy where I'm just like, dude, you could like. He, he falls almost like in a different category. He's almost like. Uh, he's unreal. I'm just like, like dang, dude. Like Jamie Foxx almost. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, where you kind of. They can navigate in all those spheres comfortably. Yeah. They might not be like the best at it, but like they can get by, you know. Yeah. You know for sure, yeah. Because uh, yeah, because yeah. even um, we watched like a, a an episode of a show. Was it Community or Atlanta that he did? He did yeah. both. Yeah. It was the the gosh, what was the character's name? Teddy Perkins, I think. If that rings a bell, have you seen that or heard of that? Very weird. Very, but like the symbolism and the storytelling. I was like, Donald Glover wrote this. I was like, oh my god, I was like, this is great. This was like. Yeah. It had like creepy elements and it was subtle and there were lines like there were like historical references and I was yeah. like this was well put together and I'm like this is the same dude that did like Redbone I was mm. like man I was like so but yeah yeah so someone like that it's like dude like if he makes stuff like yeah bring it to me but some other guys like I I hear you it's like I kind of miss when the main thing was the main thing you know yeah yeah it, it's just yeah that, that's, yeah. that, that's that's the and that's a hard part you know it's a hard part because you kind of you expect them to last forever and I think this is why longevity in, ter- in the arts is so important because any well not anybody but if you have any talent and you kind of force yourself to write something Almost anybody that has enough talent can write something good, like one thing that's really, really good. Right, right. And that's where you get all these like one-hit wonders. But the real talented people are just constantly over and over and over again. Yeah. And with Christian music, now with Christian music is crazy because, or Christian rap, I should say. Right. Because there was like that season, like 2010 to like 2000 and. 14, 15, 16, maybe. Right. Where you had all these dudes that were coming up. They were obviously influenced by, like, you know, some of the other secular dudes that were putting up stuff. And it was just like hit after hit after hit. And you're like, man, we're in a good place. And then all those dudes just like became weird. And it it just got super, you know, some of them became like kind of woke. And you're kind of like, what are you talking about? Um, it was just weird. It, it just, it, it, I just missed that that section where they were just kind of in the, just in the groove, just writing. Right. Um, but I yeah. think also the hard part with people with like Christian artists, and it's almost it's it's a space where if you're not living that life it becomes almost really hard to make music about that life, you know, like mm-hmm. where it, it very quickly becomes a bunch of like corny love songs. It becomes a lot of like a lot of stuff like that NF does like that super like sad, like rap music, but it's not yeah. real. It's not like actually Christian. Um, Right, right, yeah, yeah. And it becomes different. It becomes like a different kind of genre within a genre, but because they've been pigeonholed as Christian artists, they almost like, 
oh, it's a Christian song. Well, and you listen, you're like, well, I don't think it is. It's not, it's not a, you know, it's nothing. It's for whatever. And it's hard. It's hard to like, it's, and it's weird because it's almost like the, like if you get pigeonholed as a Christian artist from the beginning, you're almost stuck. And yeah. And to shake it, you almost have to go like the complete opposite. Like you, you almost have to like start cussing in all your songs. Friends will be like, okay, he's not Christian. Anymore. Right, right, right. <laughs> who, okay. There was a dude like who I was, I was shown his music and I was like, yeah. oh, this is pretty good. And then kept up with him for a little bit. Yeah. I haven't heard about him in a while. And I'm kind of like, did I imagine this dude or did I like, did I dream it? Or I'm like, is he, did he just fall off the face of the earth? Um, but I know I'm not because one of his songs got a lot of popularity in just like the mainstream, but yeah. um, Andy Minio, like the coming in hot guy, right? That's another guy. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. what, what is, what is he up to? I don't, I don't really like is just under a rock or something or. I was never a big fan of his, but. Yeah, uh-huh. to him the same thing. He had like good music. He went on Sway and he like killed it on Sway. Right, right, right. Um, and then, and that was like in that era. You that was like 2013, 2014, and I was like, yeah, oh, that's cool. I was like, yeah. this guy because I definitely appreciate. Like I remember like the early stuff you said where it's like it just comes off as corny, but with him it's like it was real. It was like okay, and, and yeah. he and he's like a lyricist. Like it's like yes. I, I can respect the craft, right. you know. And then right. also like the instrumentals he would have, like the beats. I was like, these are cool beats. You yeah, know, was this wasn't music. made with like Fisher Price. Attention. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was yeah. Solid. But then, like, and then his song popped off, and then I'm just like, well, with him, he, just, he got is super, he just catching the checks from like the song, or like what? Like, well, he got super like into like, you know, corny romantic music. Oh, okay. So, Which that is like a whole, like, it's, it's so messy because. Like everyone's doing that. Like everyone, yeah. like you know what I mean. Like it's and just everyone who's trying to get away from the Christian labels doing that, and that's what makes it so difficult because you know they all kind of turn the attention to the wife, and you're just like, well, I kind of don't want to listen to that. Like, but okay, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's 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 different. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but I miss that. I, 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 you know, there's no going back to that. But the dudes from Humble Bees, those guys, those guys were good. Beautiful eulogy, propaganda. Um, Ishan Burgundy, that guy was good. Um, Jay Givens, Jay Givens is good. Then he came out as gay, and then it just like he kind of like fell off. Like he kind of went like off the deep end. He's like, I'll see y'all later. He's like, and you're just like, wait, what? Like what happened? Like what the heck? What's going on? Um, And so like probably like when you said it was a label, but then they just did like they, did they all stop making music at about the same time? And then it's like, boom, there is no label. It was a label. And then, the founders of that label were the dudes from Beautiful Eulogy. Oh, okay. So then those dudes dropped two albums and then they're like, oh, we're we're done. And you're like, 
you only did two albums? Like, okay, <laughs> all right. I'm pretty sure you're not living. I'm sure you're not like the cash and checks eternally from those two. Like, yeah, yeah. You're not the food fighters yeah. here. Um, right. And then they came out with an album, like a like a while after. And that was like the last thing they did. One of those dudes became a pastor and they kind of just like stopped making music. And then all everybody else just kind of like they dropped their album and it kind of it was like they were done. And I was like, okay, we're not with them anymore. And you're just like, okay. Dang. It was it's weird. It's such a weird Okay. (laughs) This is like okay. It's a weird world because it's like when like Taylor Swift, for example, left uh her label and like Scooter Braun and all that, it was very right. public and you know, it was like, Oh yeah, this is what happened and whatever. Right, right. And then the Christian world, like the airing of grievances, you know, Festivus, you know, like just like Yeah, and in the Christian world they don't say anything and you're just Yeah, like, that's why I really dig okay, like, and I, like and so I know are you guys cool, like because it's yeah. a bit it's you know, like if you and I were to stop recording podcasts together. You know, unless it would be for a reason that like ruins our friendship, but if it's like you know, you you all of a sudden become super pot, like super busy with like music, you know, like, hey, I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Right, we'd still be boys, and it'd be like, oh, what happened? Oh, well, you know, he he, he's he always focused, got a little too busy, and he couldn't he focus do it on music. Often. It is what it yeah. is. But they get so touchy, and they're just like like. What like what? But I, I feel like that? I feel like even okay like let's say something were to happen like in our friendship. Even then, at that point, I feel like we would both be like, well, we'd be open about it, right? And be like, oh, we like we have some disagreements about like this, this, and that. Like obviously, right. like yeah, wish the best for them. And yeah. you know, and it is what it is. You know, it was cool while it lasted, and that's it. But but right. I feel like it's funny because like I know it's very like clickbaity, but even today with like the podcast and like like for example i'm gonna go like the i am athlete route it's like even though those guys haven't made like like made up or whatever like right. they still talk about each side like they're yeah. all airing out their stuff and it's and i feel like the christians are just kind of like we're just gonna like sweep that under the rug and then people forget about it and you know and then yeah that's it so, here we are 10 years later talking about it and it's yeah. like whatever happened to those guys whereas like today it's like this happened he said this it's okay he said what yeah. he said, but that's it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that's kind of what I dig about now. Like, like the whole, like, Shannon Sharp and, like, Mike Epps thing. I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, okay, they ha- they, they they hashed it out. Like, they took a little picture today on Twitter. So I'm like, all right, do your thing, <laughs> you know? You guys can move on with your lives. Right. Now right. I know that they're fine. But it's like, with you and, like, propaganda and people of eulogy, it's like, we we still don't know what happened. They're just kind of... Yeah, all chilling, yeah. and it's like you. I feel like if that happened today, today you would have had your closure and been like, everyone would have would have demanded like, "Hey, what happened? We want to know what's going on, dude." You could go like to the coffee tasting thing, like, and like with this crappy coffee, and be like, "Hey, dude, like, <laughs> what happened? I really liked the music. Like, yeah, at least tell us." It's yeah, it's so, and then weird. I, and then we'll leave you alone. You know, like you can do you. It's so strange, man, because it's just yeah. like they don't make music at all, like at all. And you're just 
I don't know. Like, can you say? So I unfollowed like all the artists I used to follow because it's like, well, you don't make music. I don't really care for you. It's like, I have no use for you. Like, it's like yeah, yeah. I don't want to see like a post about anything. Like, like, like your next line of coffee. It's like it sucks. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna buy it, so it's not for me. Yeah. So why would I follow you? Um, and so yeah, dude. It's so weird. Such a weird if, if if propaganda like out of nowhere was like yo like comeback tour new album out this day would you be there like open arms like I'd have take to my hear, money I'd have to hear the album okay all right all right but you would, last, you would always be over, yeah, okay oh right. yeah for sure yeah, yeah. for sure yeah yeah because the last few tracks they've been very like just I like, like not even just very like. Like what are you saying? Like what? 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 Like what is it? Like too ambiguous. It's like what's the song about? Yeah, like is, like, is it a love too, song? It's too like like his la the last thing he did was super. And again, it's not for me. So you know, if you like it, cool. But it's not for me. But it was like very like returning back to like the roots of Africa and things like that, um, which is fine. But mm-hmm. it's not it's not what I'm into. So I heard it and I'm like, eh, all right. I'm not gonna add this to my library for sure. That's not an yeah. playlist. But yeah, so he kind of went that route of like I don't know, like it, almost like Andre three thousand, like his new album where it was just like sounds, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. hyped us up for this. Are we got excited? that was really troll. I I didn't even listen like, to we it. Got excited I heard about for this, it, and I'm like, I I listen. I put it on because I'm like, you know what, nostalgia. Let's go. Yeah, we go way back. We go way back. We're boys. And it's just like, and I'm like, I'm work and I'm doing work, and then I realize like I'm like, bro, I've been listening to this for like how long? It was like yeah. ten minutes. I'm like, I've been listening to a, I've been listening to this for ten minutes. I'm just like okay, so I like was skipping through it. I'm like, this is all sound. This is all it is. Like, it's not even. Some people call it instrumental. Like, no, instrumental is at least like cool. But yeah, this yeah, is, I, didn't was, give, like, I didn't give that any time. Like, day. I, I heard about what it was, and I was I like, alarm I sounds. You should have sent me a text and warned me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was really bad. Yeah. So it's funny you brought up like the Taylor Swift thing because I was um we we did um Ash Wednesday yesterday right at church and then um my worship leader brought like you his, guys do Ash Wednesday yeah with the Sanisa and everything yeah 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 really what yeah is it, Presbyterian Church it's Presbyterian yeah oh yeah oh, which yeah. I was ta- talking to my mom about it you guys baptize babies no no they dedicate them. Like I've oh, seen we them don't babies. Yeah, yeah. They they just like dedicate them and like um they just rub like a little water like on their neck or something, you know, but they don't like dunk them in and say you're baptized. Oh no, but, they, but you baptize babies then. You put water on them. Yeah, is that a, is that a considered a baptism? Yeah. Because they also do like the bat like they had baptism history too, like with adults, like the well, whole that's a Presbyterian baby baptism. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. No, oh, yeah, I, I I didn't really like 
know about it until I started going there. Yeah. And then, I've only ever been to like two Ash Wednesday services. Like, usually right. I would like work when it would happen. Um, this one time I was like working at drive through and then yeah. it was Ash Wednesday and like people would come to the drive through like ordering food and like they'd have, and I was like, oh, like, going on? I was like, oh, you know. like, man, all these people working at the minefield today. Right, right, yeah. Or like, like someone's <laughs> like, someone sneezed a little, a little too, too much came out or, you know, like, but, but um and then okay also like um correct me if i'm wrong i mean i don't know if you would know either but like for catholics like this is like when lent starts until yeah yeah Let's right so when i was when i was working at like mickey d's like mm-hmm. dude i mean at mickey d's like they're balling right this reason why they're like number one fast food oh, numbers wise not quality in. not quality wise but obviously right. you know what i'm getting at like the fish fillets would come in dude they put they will put a special on them Cars would come in, yo. Let me get forty fillet fish, and I'm like, no way, forty. Yeah, bro. Like, because they can't eat the cows couldn't eat the red meat, so they'd be yeah. like, or it was like one family, like, let me get twelve, let me get twelve, and you're like, damn, or like the military, mainly it's the military guys. The military guys yeah. would come through because there's two, um, there's two army. I don't want to say base. One's a fort, Fort Hunter Liggett and Camp Roberts. They're like within like I want to say like a half hour to forty five minutes from Paso. So I'll get like these, we would used to get these like giant bands of dudes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if it's like Lent time or whatever, like, yo, 40 filet of fish or if it's just regular time, let me get 15 Big Macs. I'm like, all right, you're gonna have to park your car because right. I've never made 15 Big Macs in one go. So you got to give me a break. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but my mom was asking me if it was like about like the Ash Wednesday and she was like, oh, so they do like the little thing. And I was like, yeah. Um, and so they did that yesterday, but uh, yeah. I was getting as so my worship leader brought his like sound engineer that mixes his records because my my worship guy he puts out like his own music too, um, and so he invited this guy out from Nashville, and he was so he was like helping out with like our our space and like the new soundboard and stuff like that, and we rehearsed and then we were talking after rehearsal, and they were just talking music and stuff, and then. Um, my my friend Bill, the, the worship leader, he was like, Oh yeah, he's he's played on some of my stuff. And mm-hmm. I had another friend that played bass on my early records, and he was also on Taylor Swift's first three studio albums. And I was like, Oh, okay, like super cool. And then so yeah. then I asked him, and I completely forgot this thing about Taylor Swift, but now that I now it all comes full circle, but I was like, Oh, you played on like this album and this album, and I was like, Wow. And then I was like, I bet he's pretty like stoked that he played on that early on before she got as big as she is now. Cause it's like, then you would see the royalties right from that for a lifetime. And oh, he was gosh. like, what he wouldn't. Right. So he was like, well, yeah. yeah, at first, but then now that Taylor's doing the whole, we, I made my version. Yeah. Taylor's now version. those guys are like, well, damn, but specifically because for some reason, for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't know what the reason was, right, right. But I guess Taylor also just didn't get the same players to play on her. Which makes sense. Right. So it's like same music, but it's like, eh, you know. Um, And also, I guess like in Nashville, it's like it would not have been hard to just like fall around and get everybody's number and be like, hey, like, yeah, you know, just for them to get their bread. And I was like, oh, that's true. But she's also the biggest artist in the world. So I'm sure she she had that clout. Like she could, no other artist could do that. Yeah. Or no other, like, no small time artist could do that, you know? Yeah, they couldn't afford to do something. And just like, dang, you know. And but I remember when I first heard about like the whole 
concept of not owning like your masters, like the, for the songs. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. Like that's, and then like, and like the music industry is just like, that's just the way it's always been. And we're just now, we're just now getting to an era where artists are starting to care about that before they sign the labels. And yeah. like, and that's why you have like some artists that like, they're very sketched out when they first get approached by labels. Cause you're just like, cause then stuff like this happens, you know? Yeah. Or, um, that's why people are like that are hip to that. I'm just like, whenever I see like their stories, I'm just like, that's pretty cool. You got to respect that. Like soldier boy was like crank that. Remember that song? Like, so back yeah. when he was, when he first blew up with that song, like the whole, the idea of streaming, like wasn't really a thing. And so remember like people used to get songs as their ringtones. Right. He made like 7 million bucks because Dang. No one thought ringtones were going to be a big thing or that streaming yeah. was going to be a big thing. Right. So when he negotiated those deals with certain companies, they were like, you don't care about like CD sales. You just want like ringtones and streams. And he's like, yeah. I and so then he got to keep all that money. Dang. Um, Super and, smart. And he was like 17. You know what I mean? So I'm just yeah. like, Dang, dude, you know, so. Well, he was probably like, man, I have like two songs out. What do I care about a CD? Right, and he's like <laughs> people. But if you want to hear on the phone, he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'll keep that money." You know, yeah. it's like thing. You know, yeah. But hey, you live and you learn. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, dude, I I um, I don't know if you saw my story on the gram, but. I I went and hung out with Garrick today mm-hmm. at, at a studio at his at the studio where he like makes his music and so yeah. I hopped on one of the tracks and I was just like, oh, it, nice. it was a cool moment like he like dude his process like they had a beat and then they're like yo this one doesn't really have like a baseline yet or at least we haven't made one up for it and I had my bass so I played something and then Garrick just went into a room and I yeah. guess he already had like lyrics yeah but he like got it together. And he's like, all right, verse, hook, verse, hook. And then he came out and like he went in the booth and laid it down. Like, I, I, dude, like the workflow with him and like his buddies, like the yeah. producing, I, I was just like, dang, that's legit. This dude's like, nice. he's, a, he's a killer in the studio. Yeah. I was like, all right, man, he's hungry. You know, he's already got, and I don't want to spoil the beats too much, but he's got like a batch of EPs on the way and they're themed like they're like, like oh, a specific nice. set of themes. And I was just like, huh? Yeah. And I texted Aaron. Cause like the theme is right up Aaron's alley. Okay. Um, it has to do with like a, a cartoon. I'll just say that a show, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, dang dude. I was like, okay, that's yeah. pretty cool. But, cool. but yeah, it's just, it just, it's just funny. Cause it's like hearing about like the Christian artists with like, when you just stop making music and it's like, dang, was the hunger just not there anymore? Or I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess if they're just not making, if they're just making music for the sake of making music and not like their original purpose, I guess it's like, well, you know, kind of like Lauren Hill thing where like Lauren Hill is like, eh, I just have not been, which I find ridiculous. I'm like, have you not been inspired to do anything since that first album? Yeah, that's, that's the part that's so weird to me because when they talk about like it's all about inspirational inspiration, I'm like, is it? Is it about inspiration? Yeah. Cause it just 
But again, those are the type of people that will like probably drop friendships. You're like, how come we don't talk to them? Like, oh, there's nothing to talk about. And you're like, mm, well, I mean, really? Like nothing? And I think that's the part of where you find like, man, like that, well, there has to be. There has to be a, like, an involvement of, like, I'm going to involve myself in this conversation, even though I don't do it, know anything about, uh, about it. I just want to be relational. And it just seems like... Right, right. Because I feel like Eminem does this. Eminem used to write albums, and he used to put one or two songs that were just, like, silly. You know, but right. the rest of the album was like serious and it was like he, the rest of the album was where he was trying to say stuff, but he wouldn't he would put like my name is or without me or the real Slim Shady. And those songs were kind of just uh, I just I needed to get something off. And and it's almost like you need to get those off to like make room for like what's really going to pop and what's really going to hit. And I think that's right. the, that's the stuff where I think you find your what's good, what's not. Cause I, I see that. I find that in, in preaching where there I'll go through a stretch where I'm just like, man, I just, I'm laboring. I'm writing these sermons and it's just like, like, ah, like, I don't know if it's the book. I don't know if it's like, I'm in a funk. I don't know if, if it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the chapter or whatever. And then you'll hit like, a, like once you get all of it out, you hit, you hit like this really good chunk of just like really good. And like you're in the zone and you're just cranking it out. Yeah. Um, it happens with our podcast. Like, you know, I, I, you know, just, you're going to have to just get a lot of the stuff out. A lot of the, the mundane conversations and then you're going to hear like really good just moments of and just like natural conversation where it ebbs and flows and you're like yeah 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 no yeah Yeah. and so yeah it's almost like the process for those rappers those christian rappers was like not that yeah. And whatever that process was wasn't about the craft. It was more about the money, which yeah, you know, if, you know, I'm sure if Gary can were to like just just write hip music, he could write one or two songs that would hit, would pop and you know, they'd be go they'd go viral on TikTok. But also then he becomes a different type of artist. He's not an artist with a voice who's trying to say something, who's trying to cultivate uh, his path, who's trying to like make albums that mean something and stand for something. He just becomes the guy who made a really popular song on TikTok and made a few hundred bucks. And those two things are very, like, very different, you know? Yeah, yeah. A very different grind because one of them is... A very quick grind, boom, you got it. Oh, I went viral. You do the TikTok stuff, and then you know you cash one check. The other you write is, the wave, couple interviews, couple podcasts. Yeah, yeah, maybe you get a, a a sponsor or whatever. Um, the other way, it's slow burning, and you're kind of just 
laboring and laboring and laboring and it's slow and it's slow and it's slow and and when you kind of get to top it was almost like you 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 know it wasn't like a big thing it was just like oh yeah we got we're here so yeah different yeah and then also having to explain to people like when like if you do blow up eventually and people are like oh how did this happen and you're like i've been working <laughs> for years to reach yeah. this point and it's like mm-hmm. you know like there's a uh, there's a band and they're kind of they're I mean they're I mean they're they're relatively big now but um yeah. they're like another like oldies like out of LA band right and um they played um up here like a year last Valentine's Day I think last year or two years ago they did Valentine's Day and um I remember the uh the promoter here was like yo cash these guys now at this set because they're big enough to the point where after this, they won't come back here anymore. Like they're going to be playing bigger shows. Um, and then fast forward to this year when I was at like that, that super, the, the uh, championship Sundays and like my friend's bachelor party, I was talking music with some of the guys and they were like, Oh, you listen to the, um, the sacred souls. Like you're hip to that. And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, dude, he's like, I used to go to their shows in long beach at these little bars. And like the first couple times they would play, it was like, 50 people, 100 people, but they would put in work, play other little places, put out music. People would like the music and then boom, next show, it's, oh, 300 people, oh, 500 people. And they just did a, a Tiny Desk, the NPR Tiny Desk too. So it's like like they're now just now reaching that level yeah. where it's like they are kind of big and it's like people are like, I remember when they weren't that big and now they're big. And it's like right. so for like some of the, like the like the deep cut fans are just like, we've also seen the word too. And plus right. you have people now that are discovering them. They're like, how did this happen? And it's like, they've been at it for years, just yes. honing their crafts. And, you know, you're seeing like the, you know, the, the fruits of their labor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's cool. That's yeah. a cool little like thing to, to have, especially if you're a fan of it. Cause you're like, I've been there. Right. Right. Yeah, I've been yeah. there. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's a cool thing. Yeah. Plus, you also have the guys like that that are like, and I think I feel like Canel will be this guy just to kind of like not to shift, but like just like, like, out. We saw it with Floyd. We're like Floyd. Like you said, you can't find a picture of Floyd when he's fat, and it's like mm-hmm. despite him finishing professionally boxing, it's like he's still. But he's like, that's all I know. I'm just yeah. going to be this guy forever, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's kind of annoying to see, like, like you see that, and then you see, like, Andre 3000, and it's like, yeah, just flute sounds. And it's like, bro, like, you wouldn't want to produce for somebody or just, like, yeah, help develop other artists? Like, you don't even have to rap. Just help them out. Be like, yo, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on this side. I help produce these beats or whatever, or just, you know, I, I wrote... I didn't rap, but I wrote, and it's like, yeah. we want we want to see it, bro. I, I want to see it, you know. So, yeah, it requires so much, so much humility, though, because you kind of need the, you need to shut off the comp, the competition button off. It's you know it's like, it's like that saying that like if you if you want to mentor, you gotta find somebody that's 
like much older than you because they won't see you as a competition. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's, I think when you're, especially in the you know if you're creating something, I think you always see them as as a rival because I see that I have that frustration uh, with preachers because. Oh, you get, you know, these pastors that you're like, man, like, wouldn't like, why don't you help out like the young pastors that are coming up? Why don't you take one of these young guys under your wing and you kind of just help them out? And it doesn't happen because pastors see other pastors as competition. And as much as they want to tell you they don't, they do. And it's it it's I, and I remember I went to this like I guess it was like I guess it was a Bible training thing you know and I went like a conference kind of thing no 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 it was like a it was like a study session so they were oh, gonna okay. like teach you how to it was like tools for pastors for teachers and they were gonna teach you how yeah. To, how to study through the different books of the Bible. So it was like a cool concept, you know? Right. So I, I went and it was, you know, how, teaching through like narrative and just like how to teach through it, how to, you know, read the text and all that. And it became from the get-go. It's three, it was three days and they did this, you know, like four or five times, four, four or five sessions, three days each. And for three days, it was like a dick swinging contest. That's what it was. And it was just every pastor trying to like show that they know more, that they know a little right. more Greek, that they know a little more Hebrew, that they have this interpretation that nobody else has had. Yeah, story toppers. And, oh. Oh, yeah. I remember being there and I'm, I was quiet. I was quiet the whole time. And then they would pick on me and I would, you know, say something or whatever. But I wasn't like trying to just like, you know, get my thought out. And he just like, man, like, I, like you, you were quiet. And I'm like, yeah, like I came here to learn. I, I came with yeah. the intention to, to receive. I didn't think, you know, we we're going to compete who's, you know, spiritual yeah. dick was big. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll be all pouring each other. And it's like, yeah, what? yeah. I didn't, I didn't think that was that. Like, like, dude, like, Zip up your pants, man. Like, please. Like, we're yeah. like, so it was, it, it was a weird thing to go through. But that's when I learned, like, man, like you're, you're alone in this stuff because no pastor is really interested in helping another pastor unless that pastor completely feels like you're inferior to him, which is like super sad. And it's just, it just sucks. It completely sucks to go through that. So if I'm ever in a position where I can lend a hand to a younger guy and I'm ever in a position where my church can do that, I'm going to do it in a heartbeat because to this day, I wish somebody would do that for me. Yeah, you're, you're, you're breaking the cycle. Like you're, yeah. Yeah, because it's just like, bro, like, I thought we're on the same team here. Like, I well, it's crazy because, like, I mean, obviously, like, you've like you've shared stories with me. Yeah, you know, and you know what stories I'm talking about, and it's like, 
thing it really be like that and even like with like with my dad and you, and you know what i'm talking about and it's just like right, right dang dude like we all know for a fact you are stoked that other people didn't open their own churches nearby and it's just like dude it's it should that be a focus like should that be you know i remember i remember telling stephanie like every pastor that says because it's funny because every pastor with a small church says that they're happy that was small church that they wouldn't they don't want a big church that's what stephanie he's a liar he's a liar no such thing. Every pastor wants a big church. Every pastor, myself included. Every pastor. Yeah. If you were to ask them, would you rather pastor a church of 2,000 people or 100 people? Every pastor, if they're going to be honest with you, they're going to tell you 2,000 people. That's the way it is. And there is ego there, but honestly, if you're going to pastor, there is some ego in that too. There's some ego because you've have to believe enough that you're called to do that, you know? Hey, I you should listen to me teach the Bible because I can do it. There's some ego in that. But yeah. people get so uncomfortable once you start to talk like that and once you like, I remember telling, I remember always feeling like, man, like I, every time I go up there I want to feel like I'm I'm the best I can be. And so and, I'm, and people get super uncomfortable when you talk like that. But it's like, well, I mean, it, it is what it is, though, right? Because you, that's what we feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you're thinking. That's that's the self-confidence in yourself that you think, well, I can craft a really, really, really good sermon. Hey, you should come to my church. I am worth you listening to me. And that's what we say. Obviously, nobody, you know, that's not the 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 way you invite people, but that's what you're saying without saying, you know, it's like you and I in this podcast. We have right. the ego to believe that you and I are worth people. That people care what we have to say. And it's like, I mean, exactly. yeah, dude. I mean, like, that's, like, yeah, I do think, I do think I'm interesting enough for you to listen. Yeah. And that is the ego of anybody that creates anything. Yeah. And I think that's the part when it comes to preachers that becomes like super weird, especially especially the ones that are that are legit, like the ones that are like actually like care for the for the right stuff. But when you try to talk to them about like this stuff, they deny it, and you're like, "Well, I feel like denying it is worse because now you're kind of." in denial about the one thing that you should kind of be like, I need to protect myself against this. And maybe because of everything that's happened to me leading up to this and, you know, all the stories that I've shared with you, right. that I am so hyper aware of like the pride and the, and just all of that. that right. Just, right. That I'm constantly like, you're reading the it. signs. You're like, is this dude uncomfortable? Like if yeah. I asked about this or that. And yeah. Like, yeah, and I'm yeah, constantly yeah. looking at myself, like you know, I need to look myself here. Yeah, my I need to check like, myself yeah. here. Hundred yeah. percent. So it just—it's one of those things that it's so crazy to me how many pastors deny it, don't want to talk about it, don't like to talk about it, 
And it's like, well, I mean, we're all... But when you put them in a room and say, okay, let's discuss who knows what, that's when it comes out and it's ugly. Because I was in those sessions, man, and I'm telling you... You're like, what is this? You're like, like, okay, all right, dude, we get it. You know, you we get it. You've read yeah. the Bible, but guess what? We hope so, because you're a pastor. We hope that you read yeah. the Bible. <laughs> it's like, oh, you read it in Hebrew. Okay. Oh, okay. all right. Cool. Good for you, man. Yeah. Crazy. It's so crazy. And it just, I've, I'm not, not interested in that. Never have been, because I just, to me, that, that does nothing for anybody. Yeah. You know, because we can get into who knows what about the Bible and we can do it. We can, but for what, who wins? Like, who is that for? And I just, yeah, it's crazy. That's one of those things too, where like, I figure, I don't know, maybe I'm being naive, but like, you would think most people would want to have the, um, the stance that like, and I've heard Floyd say this, the fighter right where he's like hey man if he can beat me i'm gonna make him earn it and if he can beat me then so be it he's better than me you know like i heard him say that about uh like maidana they had like a dispute about the gloves and he's like if he can beat me then he can prove it and so like you would think a pastor would be like well i i do think it's like it's like when it's an impulse i get it when you're like whoa someone's here and like but it's like hey man if this young buck like they want to do a good job and if there's a possibility that like people leave the congregation for them then it's like well then so be it i mean if they're doing a good job yeah and they're doing it right then it's like it is what it is i wish you the best you would think more people would have that stance of like all right well i mean you know cool but it's like yeah it's so like scummy it's just like dude it's it's so scummy because it gets to a place of like, well, like with you, with like, like accusations start flying, and then like r- the rumors, and it's like, yeah, no, this is worse than like celebrities beefing on like bro. the internet. It's like, what, what is this? It, like, it's crazy because you get to this place of like, like I thought we were on the same team. You know? Yeah, like I thought all we cared about was bringing people to God. I thought that's that was the focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. I think when 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 you're creating stuff, you get to that place of constant competition, constant saying stuff. Um, and how you know it's happened this week with you know Shanahan fired Steve Wilkes. Yeah, and everyone who works at ESPN and all these media companies. As opinion. Oh, this is so awful, so bad. Oh, you know, and a lot of it is, you know, Steve Wilkes is a black is a black coach. So a lot of it is like, oh, but if he was white, would he get fired? And it's like, tell me you didn't watch the 49ers without telling me you didn't watch the 49ers play this year. Because if you watch the 49ers play this year, you would know that from the very beginning there was a disconnect between the players and Steve Wilkes. And I, and so it was just funny to see that because it, it was just like, he's not getting fired because of the Super Bowl. 
Like he's getting fired because his scheme didn't match what the 49ers. It's funny. And that, and that's what we had talked about after the Super Bowl. Cause I was like, I was like, if there's one thing that you, that you could tweak, it's like, if you have a defense that's stacked with talent, it's like, why wouldn't it be coaching? Yeah. Bound. Yeah. And just like, and part of me does think too, was like, okay, like obviously like with like the rule changes in the NFL now with like the hits and all that, it's like, yeah, you've heard some of the older, like Brady has said this where it's like, oh, defenses can't play as physical, but it's like, ah, but it's like, you could still have, like, you've still seen good defenses and it's like with one that, that stacked, it's like, you would think they would, because it's like, and it's, and it's funny, like with the, like with the playoff run, it's like, I remember when we had like the Legion of Boom, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, with those guys, it'd always be like, they would have their great games where it's like, oh, they yeah. shut this guy down. There were games where like Gronk would get like knocked out of games mm-hmm. or they like, they would lock him up and it's like, and Gronk's like, Gronk's like a great yeah. all time. And it's just like, damn. But with this Niners defense, it was like, Man, I was like, the Lions played a close game, and the Packers played a close game, and it's like, and they moved the ball. Not only that, but it, yeah, yeah, and ball. it's like, it's like, isn't that Fred Warner and Nick Boza? And I'm yeah. like, dude, like, I, and it's like we've seen like, like when the Rams beat the Bengals, it was like, do we watch Aaron Donald come alive in the fourth? Like, exactly, exactly, come alive, and it's like, yeah. we just never got that vibe with with that demons on the Niners, and it, it's yeah. like the offense is one thing I can get like an. A, a, we've seen spectacular offenses get shut right. down, yeah, yeah. But it's like with it, with if you have a good defense, like on you know on paper and all that, and it's like yeah. that travels. It, it, yeah, it travels, and it's like dang. So, and then sure enough, like oh, like Steve Wolf's conspired, and it's like, hmm. It was like oh, because he's black, and you're like, like are you? Like, is that what we're doing? Like, you, so you didn't watch the Niners? Cool. Cool. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, and it happens, so that happens there, and it, ha- and it happens everywhere. It happens every single place where there is no context, there's none of that, and people just kind of lose their mind over, like, nothingness, you know? And it's just... Yeah. It's It's super... It's bad. It's like, hey, man, like, okay, we're talking about Steve Wilkes. Like, what about um, the the like the Lions GM? Like, that guy did like a hell of a job. You know, it's like, hmm, all right, let's see. Yeah, but, you know, here nor those hands up in the air. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a. There is a um, there is this thing that happens as well in the in the preaching community where you kind of become pigeonholed as well. Like if you're like a screamer, everyone just kind of he's the guy that screams. Wait, say that again? <laughs> like if, if, you, if you yell, like if you yell. Oh, okay, yeah. You know. Like on, on the pulpit, like in a sermon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also there's this thing that happens where you get typecast. So, for example, 
you get these people that want Joel Osteen personality pastor. Right. But they want like John Piper from the pulpit. And it's like, well, that guy doesn't exist. Like you can't yeah. get like the super fluffy, hey, what's going on? Like your best life now. Like, yeah, you can't get that guy to then like become like a beast when he's like preaching. And I think that's the stuff that a lot of people don't understand. That like if you have a if you have a good pastor, like a pastor who's like teaching the Bible, sound doctrine, chances are that guy's gonna be like tough to hang out with because his convictions are gonna be really strong. He isn't gonna bend for you for anybody, and he's gonna be live a life that's different than yours. Right. And that's going to make you feel uncomfortable. That's going to make you feel like, like, dang, like I'm not living up to that. And there's going to be moments where you're going to feel like, does he think he's better than me? And all of that is internal. Like, oh, is he mad at me? Like, is he like, oh man, he's not friendly enough. And it happens so much because those two dudes don't coexist. And one of the things that like always strikes me is that I, when I've whenever I've met somebody who's really good at like podcasting or um, music or stuff like that, it's the same thing. Like the dude that's like crazy friendly and crazy, like super easy to hang out with is like typically not that great. But the dude who's like harder to hang out with and kind of like very strict about what they do and very like, mm. you know, like very aggro about yeah, yeah, yeah. just the process and stuff like that. That person tends to be really awesome because that person to get to be that person is living differently than you. They're doing different things than you. They're, you know, it's they're practicing or they're taking music more seriously than you and stuff like that. Yeah. And you see that I saw that in the like Kobe Kobe Bryant doc uh no, it wasn't a Kobe doc Kobe Bryant documentary, but it was the the Redeemption documentary. Yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. all these dudes or whatever and then Kobe showed up and he was like like it was like four or five AM and he was like done with cracking skulls. He's like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I'm like man like that's true not just in music, not just in sports that's true in preaching because that dude is like not typically going to be super cool to hang out with because he's not on the same wavelength wavelength as you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that aspect is super interesting too, because it, it just kind of leads you to, to see the difference in, in all these things, you know? Right. Because well, even know. even just like their um, their their ultimate goal, those individuals, right. what they're right. after, you know. Yes, because I'm thinking even in like um, with sports and music, there are those guys that are like the purest, and they're mm-hmm. they're all into that. Yeah. Um, I feel like with sports, it's a little more similar to the preaching thing. 
just because you have to be that way to get like um yes the, the outcome right but i feel like with music sometimes because music is a little different in like in the, the purpose right there are people that make music yeah. for like have a good time there are people that make music for with music it's typically the like the the writers the ones that are right. super it's little, serious it's about more songwriting open with the expression right yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that's why you have someone like a taylor swift that like can make mm-hmm. hit machine right makes all this cool music you know and then you also have like jazz musicians that make super super intense artsy mm-hmm. stuff yeah and um, if you're not on that wavelength with those guys hanging out with them, because I've seen it, like like those yeah, yeah. guys, they are hard to hang out with. Those guys are like, and obviously you do have a medium where like there are guys that like they can do all that stuff and they can For navigate sure. both worlds. For sure. But I feel like in sports that wouldn't fly. Like you either have a Brady or you have like a Johnny Manziel. You know, yeah. or even just, or even, even, even a guy who's more like a, um, you think of an example. Gosh, I don't know. Maybe let's say someone like, a like Baker Mayfield. I don't know if it's a good example, but like Baker Mayfield, like he, like he works pretty hard, you know, but he's mm-hmm. also still just like a young guy who's like, you know. Yeah. But Baker's also more Johnny Manziel than he is Tom Brady. Right, and that's not like yeah. a, like a knock on him, but it's like it's just where he's at right there, and it's like if you want to get to a couple of rings, you're not going to get there by being. But then you get the, the guys, side, you, know? you like, get the guys that are like in no man's land. Yeah, like you get the guys that are like Jared Goff. Right, right, right. Jared Goff isn't Johnny Manziel by any means, but he's not Tom right. Brady. Right, right, right. And you kind of just like. You're stuck in the middle. And it's like, hey, bro, you do you. You know, you just. Yeah. You win a couple games, you know. That's yeah. cool. And that happens. That happens so much in. In in sports, because, yeah. you know, the you have to be. Insane about the process to get to. Right. A different, right. different level. Dude, did you see that clip? And I think it was like from the I Am Athlete pod but it was like julian edelman on it and brandon marshall was saying he's like dude you're lying you guys are not running two minute drill in february with the patriots and he's like and edelman's like dude i kid you not in february bill has had us out there yeah and we are in like mid-season form we're already and it's like that's why those dudes have six super bowl rings and it's like i don't know what to tell you bro like your organization's over there trying to figure out how to not pay certain dudes. And then like these guys are over here, like figuring out what, how can we get the most football out of so-and-so and Brady's got them. Not even the coaches, but like the best players, like you've heard Elman say like, yeah, those teams are, set, are successful because the best players on the team are saying that too, not yeah. just the coaches. Well, it's like, you know, I think one of the most disappointing things that came out of the whole Super Bowl thing is, the overtime stuff. The Chiefs being like, oh yeah, we talked about it all training camp, all throughout the playoffs. They told us, we talked about it. And several Niners players being like, yeah, I found out like on the right jumbo- before overtime. On, on like, the Jumbotron. And you're like, yeah. What? Like, what? Like, yeah. what, what? What? Yeah. And it's funny, and, I 
I noticed when the ref said that right before yeah. he flipped the coin where he was like, because I was like, did I miss here? Because he was like, each team will have a chance to get the ball, yeah. even if they score a touchdown. And I was like, I was like, I mean, I don't know, obviously the listeners won't see, but I was like, say that yeah. again. I was like, really? And then, so I was like, all right. Yeah. Because even the ref was when Warner was like, we want the ball. He was kind of like, you sh- you want the ball like you sure <laughs> and then sure enough like Mahomes after the game is like even if we'd won the toss we would have given them the ball because even if they get a touchdown we would have gone for we're two going, we're going and I'm just like yeah that was that was the toughest part that came out because it was that, like yeah that was like like but I was explaining it to, to Sam, to my brother, and I was like, dude, I was like, that's like major attention to detail, like, type stuff. And it's like. But that's that's why you went to straight Super Bowls. Stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that's the. Yeah. That's the difference, you know, that kind of stuff. Because at the highest level, that's what happens. It's, it's, it's the whole Belichick. Belichick um, versus, you know, Pete Carroll when it's like they have it at the one. And Belichick is just situational staring. football. Yeah, yeah. The, and Belichick the, is just staring like, what are you going to do? I'm not going to call time out. I'm not going to bail you up. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. And be- and at the end, is them being like, all right, Butler, you're in. They're going to run this play. Remember? We ran it. We ran we it. We ran it. Yeah, yeah. And it just like, it, that's one of my favorite clips to watch because it, it just gets you to the mind of coaching at that level where it's like I'm Psychopaths, not gonna make- dude. Like they're out there thinking like but it's Bill just Bill Belichick wakes up at night and thinks But it's oh, that, gotta run that because it'll come up eventually in but my it's, but it's yeah. the crazy thing of like yeah. I'm I'm gonna just I'm not gonna make this decision for you. You need to make it. So if you're going to win the Super Bowl because you're going to give it to Marshawn Lynch, there's nothing I can do. And that's, it is what it is. I'm going to, but I'm not going to make it for you. You're going to make it. You're going to make this decision to either. And Fred Warner said this after the Super Bowl, and he said, Super Bowls aren't given, they're taken. And we didn't take it. And it's true. Like you I don't think I'm ever going to watch anything from this Super Bowl. Like on Twitter, on Twitter they, they've been releasing the like sound. Right. And right. I like skip by them. I'm like, I'm not watching this. I'm not putting myself. For, for your own health, videos. bro. For your own health. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not putting myself through this, but <laughs> it is one of those things where it's like, well, you have to take it. And I, I remember when I was coaching baseball and I was coaching my little brother's baseball team. Yeah. And I love that. I wish he would play. I wish he would play sports again so I can coach. Um, <laughs> the team sucked. The team I, that I had sucked. And agent and I kind of had to like go from scratch with players that had never played baseball before. Right. And if you never played baseball before, it's like the toughest sport, sport to like be good. Because, Pick up and be great at like just off the bat. Yeah, yeah. because the, the initial thing, especially kids like I think kids were like nine and ten year olds. Yeah. And at that age, the, the the very first thing you need to get rid of is them not being afraid of the ball. Mm. Because at nine and ten, the ball, the a baseball feels like the hardest, the craziest thing that can hit you. Right. 
And we sucked, dude. We were getting killed like it was like 20 to 1. Ooh. We were getting wrecked. But we kept working at it, working at it, working at it. And then our defense got really good. And I was, you know, we were able to find our guys. You know, the players started to get confident. So we ended the season really, really well. Like, it was like a completely different team by the time we finished the season. And I remember telling, I remember um, one of the games, where we were, it was close. It was zero, 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 zero. And then we we couldn't get a guy on base, so we couldn't hit. We were really good defensively, but we couldn't hit. And one of the kids gets on, and I'm like, this kid is going to score. Come hell or high water, this kid, this we're going to get a run here. And so I'm at third base, and I'm looking at the kid, and I'm kind of letting him know. Um, no, no, before he goes, so it's like three balls, right? Right, right. And so I tell him, because I'm at third base, and I tell him, hey, if you get on, look at me. He's like, okay, coach. And he gets walked. He goes, first, he's looking at me. And so Adrian, agent's on the side. So I text Adrian, tell him, send him, send him, like to steal, you know? Yeah. And Adrian, you know, and, and I'm looking at Adrian, I'm just kind of like, come on. Hurting him up. Yeah, come on, man. Tell him. Yeah, yeah. And he steals it. And at that age, the pitcher gets rattled really easily, you know, because he starts. Right, to right. Hear. Yeah, those are the kids. Second, you know, second, second, like, just like yeah. gets the second. He gets the second, and everybody's like, wow. And I'm looking at the kid, I'm like, hey, on my on my signal, you're ready. And we had been practicing this. So we had been practicing like stealing the base. When I'm at third, this is the signal. When I go like this, and I think right, this thing, right. I think this, I don't know what the, I don't remember what the signal was, but right, yeah, this, this, this is a signal. Stay, this one needs to come here. This one needs to steal. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had practice and we had practice and we had practice. And I told him, okay, you ready? Steal third. And we scored, we scored on that one. And I, I, we went on to win that game. It was the first game we won and it was, we took it from them. Yeah. Because that's what you need to do when you're playing any of that. And I think it's stuff. Coaching is so amazing because it makes you think at like the high, like super high leverage situations. And uh, it's sick, man. So I can't, I, I can't wait to coach again. Cause I loved it. I loved coaching. So man, much. I want to coach thing, dude. dude. It, it's, it's <sighs> amazing. Because then you're like in charge of these little kids. I remember we started, we started the game bad, you know. So, right. What I started doing after every inning, they would come off the field, and I would meet them, and I would give them a little pep talk. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Because you know we're the worst team in the league, and I kind of just at all times was injecting this like, hey, hey shake it off. Move, let's go, let's go. Like just right, right. moving forward. Like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it just and I remember I think that the highest compliment I got was after 
the last game when we played really, really well towards the end. The last three games, we were people are like, man, who is this team again? And the opposing coach came and he's like, man, you did a hell of a job with these kids. Like the team you have today is not the team you started with. Dude, you were, bro, you were, you were Keanu Reeves and Hardball, bro. You were out there. Like, Chicago's (laughs) finest, bro. Dang. (laughs) So, Agent and I did, shout out to Agent. Agent and I did so much work with those kids, man. It was, I got teary eyed the last given season because it was like, it was one of those, like, bro, this is like, I'm doing this at a random rec league in Downey. I can't imagine like being the sport's biggest stage. Yeah. Like, and you just day after day after day grinding and you win the Super Bowl or you lose. Like, I think that the, my, the, the, my least favorite coverage or thing that has came out is all the Shanahan stuff. Not because Shanahan's my guy, but it's like, man, can we acknowledge like, what he's done over the last, you know, four or five right. years is ridiculous. Like, it's, and that to me gets crazy. Like, you, like, he's made it here. Of course, he can win the big one. He hasn't. And it's just, it's why the Andy Reid thing is so, like, I've been telling you about this Andy Reid thing to right, right, for right. a while. Because it's just so, it's so hard to ignore. Super yeah. hard to ignore. But yeah, dude, coaching coaching is is extremely fun. Man. Extremely fun. I'd like to do it, man. Like hanging out with like the youth kids. I told you like a lot of them were like were football players. And so yeah. I was just like, dude, I see myself so many years ago. And I'm like, I want, I want to help. Like just, man. The one thing that's, that's frustrating about coaching is if you have kids that are not competitive, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Because that's the one thing you can't teach. You can't feed them that. You right. Can't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. I remember I was coaching, I was coaching basketball and we, you know, designed this defense to stop the best team and we we're like playing really well. Uh, but, you know, the two kids were, like, super popular. So even the guys on our team wanted to be, like, cool with them. Uh, and I got them to the bench. I'm like, they're not your friends right now. Can we just, like, kill these yeah. guys? Like, what the hell's yeah. wrong with you guys? Did you not see Kobe run over Pau Gasol? <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, But to them, it just, it was one of the, it was, I think, the biggest lesson I've learned in coaching is, you can't coach competitiveness. And if you don't have the drive, I can put you in the best situations and I can do all these things. But yeah, it's, you know, Bill Belichick has said this, like players win games because he's a hundred percent right. Like, because Bill Belichick is the best at like organization schemes he's gonna put you in the right place but it's his whole mantra do your job and if you don't do your job there's nothing he can do there's absolutely nothing he can do and it's all true i was watching a little a little clip of um 
not to compare this guy to Belichick because it's like, I mean, it's, you know, but like uh, they had Antonio Pierce on the, the pivot and he was going through the whole McDaniels debacle and like what led to him being the yeah. interim guy. And um, one thing that I said was kind of reminiscent of the Belichick thing is he's like, he's like, he's like, players got to make plays. And he's like, but the coaches, he's like, it's our job to put, help put you guys in positions for you guys to make those plays. And I'm just yeah. like, dang, you know, like, the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Dude, we've been all over the place, dude. We've been like with this one, like, do we do like retired rappers, like crappy coffee? Yeah. Preachers back to the Super Bowl, even though even though you and I were both like football season's over, like but, yeah, I, I just need, I need to get off my chest the whole Steve Wilkes thing because it's like yeah no no I, I get it I, it's, it's funny because like, like I said like it it's kind of cool that like so ridiculous we talked about it you know yeah. mm-hmm. and that kind of at least for me I take that as a sign of like we're doing as right. much as I want to as much as I want to be like Shay or like Ocho I'm like I I I try to pay attention you know I try to have some good takes every now and then you know. Yes. Yeah, or at least be aware, aware of stuff like that. What are the? I think the the percentage is zero percent. By the way, uh-huh. do you think there's any chance Belichick would join the Forty ers No, no, I don't think so either. It, him, it, it's far gone. Yeah, if anyone has a percentage. You think Vrabel would do just it? Just because he's younger. Just because he's... I don't know if either guy would do it. Belichick, I think, is just straight up too stubborn. At this age, with the success he's had, the amount of it. Yeah. Although it would... That's just it, me. But it would be, like, the most ridiculous, like... Thing. I just I just can't imagine Belichick with his iconic like cut off sleeve in Niners like just as not the guy. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel you. I, I feel can see you. Rabel with with like a headset in the box maybe like. No, Shanahan, Shanahan doesn't like the guys in the box. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, he doesn't have anybody in the box. He doesn't like like the main coordinators in the box. Oh okay, okay, yeah, makes sense, yeah. makes sense. Because that was a yeah. thing with Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes started in the. In the booth, then yeah, come down. Um, because I was thinking, of like, man, like, like, I wonder if this could be like, uh, remember the Titans type of thing. Oh, right, right, where it's you, like you run the defense, I run the offense. Let's just go win this, yeah. And I was like, man, that would be sick. It was, it's never gonna happen. Bill Belichick is never gonna do it, even though they have a relationship. Whatever. I just, I don't think Bill Belichick ever does it. I don't think Kyle Shanahan, out of respect, would want to ask. Yeah. I think it would have to be something that Bill Belichick would have to be like, hey, I know you're I would not be offended if you were to ask me, like, or not even that. Like, I know you're looking. If you have me, I'm down. Then I think it's a different, like, because that kind of stuff has to come. Bill's a legend. Bill's the greatest football yeah. player ever. Like he, he, yeah. Out of respect for him, he needs to be the one that does it. Yeah. And I think Shanahan, because of his dad, 
cares too much about football history and legacy to like disrespect Bill Belichick like that. But it would be something like some. Hey, what about getting what? Since we're talking like hypotheticals, what about like yeah, yeah. getting Grady out of retirement? I, don't know. I think that's far gone. Really? I don't think Brady's ever played. I think Brady, if there was ever a chance, he would have came back last year. Unless, unless, unless this Mahomes thing really like. Dude, what if Brady's like, I got to get a, I got to make it, I got to get even Steven and just like. Just remind y'all. <laughs> I could see Brady being that petty, bro. I could see like he, you know. He like, is that competitive. He is that guy. Like I. Yeah. And Sign dude, me up. Okay. Sign it's a win-win because it's like, look, on one hand, like. But he wouldn't, I don't think he would do it for Belichick. I think it, I think, I don't know if you can get both. No, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Which one would you rather have? Brady. Yeah, because I'm also Cause thinking, could, like, because I could buy stop t- Purdy, sit behind him and just learn. Like, just. No, that, but I could buy a Tom Brady jersey. I would be able to have and a Niners, Brady, and then, like, the Niners colors. Like- and just wear it and just, like, Tom Brady played for my team. Dude. I didn't consider that. Like right now, as I was like, wait, the Mahomes thing. I'm like, wait, the Mahomes thing. Dude, I. Because if he, like, let's just like live in this world for a little bit. Yeah, I mean. He comes, he says, you know what? Screw it. I'm like, a Bay Area kid. Yeah. Well, besides that, because it has to be like the internal, I need to prove it. Right, and right, right. Remind you guys. And he's like, if I get aped. I stopped the Mahomes to repeat. And you would have done it at like 47, right? He's going to be 47. Right? Yeah, and it's like you could never, ever. Mahomes could win the next six Super Bowls. He'll never be me. He'll never get to me. And like that would be some crazy, like, I'm coming back one last ride at home. One last ride, like like Vin Diesel in like you know Fast and Yeah. Furious. Oh my God, that Man. would be insane. Because you would get like, I think the Niners roster all like pumped up and juiced Dude, up. They're locked in, bro. It would just be a different like all the stories that came out when Brady was like texting the team with the bus, like, like a shady. Yeah, yeah dude. Like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna gonna beat them. We get you know we got them, blah blah. blah. And it just it's one thing. Systematic analysis of every like this guy sucks at this. This guy sucks. Let's go win the game, dude. But if it's it's one thing if like Purdy is telling you we're gonna win, it's another thing if like Tom Brady is telling you texting for the game. Hey, we're about to win this, guys. Get ready. Yeah, that would be. Well, how would you feel? How would you like? As a Pats fan, if he wins two, I mean, nothing's ever, he's going to be a Patriot forever, but. Right, right. If he wins two out of New England, does that like hurt you at all or no? No, it's all great. Because I also, I also like, I also love Brady. I love the Pats, but I also love Brady. So it's like when he did it with the Pats, I by no means was like a Pats fan, but I was like, I'll root for the Bucks because Brady's my guy, you know? Of course, of course. So. You do for the Hey, shout out to Angel for speaking all this buffoonery into existence for us. But like, 
I would, I would, I would, I was going to say, I would not hate the Niners if, if Brady lined up for them. I'd be like, all right, these guys are all right. These guys are all right. I'm just, you know, what's, you know, we want to go all full conspiracy theory here. You know, the, you know where the Super Bowl is next year, right? No, where is it? New Orleans. When Brady, where Brady won his um, first Super Bowl. Oh. You go full circle. Dang. You go full circle. Where it started, where the Brady legend started in New Orleans, it ends in New Orleans. Dang. Everyone, hey, every, all the Rams fans thought that Ooh. the Rams beating the Patriots, which didn't happen, was going to be the full circle moment. I had friends that were like, oh, it's so poetic. Like Brady got his first ring against the Rams, and now the Rams yeah. are going to end his career. He's going to retire. And it's like, nope. Ah, you know, but that would I, be. I, I'm I'm DMing Brady tomorrow. I'm like, hey, that'd bro. be like mic drop. I started, I won the title in New Orleans. I won the title in New Orleans to end it. I did it for the Pats who had never won one, remember? Like they yeah. got close, but they were the loser for and then I got the Niners who were like, they can't get over the hump. They can't go, they keep losing these games. And I just that would be like make the movie. Walks past Mahomes. Don't hurt yourself, big boy, you know, and then just <laughs> I up, son. I up. Let's try following the following that up. <laughs> now catch me. Dude. Yeah, that would be that. Would, that I mean, you want to talk about a script? <laughs> NFL, you're welcome. We just gave you the script yeah. for 2024, 2025 season. Put, put my check in the mail, you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll be waiting. You can direct deposit me. DM yeah. me. I'll, I'll give you the. Yeah, just make sure to add a couple more zeros, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the initial offer, just, just add a little more. <laughs> um, final thoughts? Final thoughts. We could touch on this next time, but I said what I said in the chat. The baked potato is the most overrated form of potato. It is what it is. I don't think anybody's arguing with you. I agree. I've I've met, I've met people, not, not that you would know, but I, you know, interesting. I've had people say mashed potatoes and I'm like, you're insane, dude. No, that's awesome. crazy. Mashed potatoes are crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. We can touch that's on it. it. I've noticed that on the group chat, the food gets everybody riled up. It's funny. Yeah. Well, because the food is like, I mean. <laughs> that's funny. You know? But it's hilarious because it's just. They're like, all fixated on my the, the runny ranch thing. And I'm just like, I like the ranch. It's just, you know, the the the, 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 te- the texture, you know? It it tastes amazing. You, know? you came after Wingstop Ranch, though. That's like no, but I but I like Wingstop. Like I know, I, like, but you know, all, like you know, they have like, the best bro, ranch. Like nine point eight out of ten for me. That last point two is just the texture <laughs> of the ranch. If the ranch, I was telling Adrian when he was here on Monday, but if yeah. the ranch was as thick as the ranch from like Tams, but had the Wingstop flavor, perfect. It's so peppery. It's just I, I love it. Okay. Yeah, mainly I don't like running ranch because like I make a mess of myself. I'll like I'll be like eating a fry I and feel you. Just, I you know feel what you. I mean? It's like you know if I, if I got a nice fit and I'm playing a club or something, I can't have that. I can't yeah. have delicious ranch all over my my beautiful shirt. You know, <laughs> so. 
Yeah. Um, hey, but you and I bonded. Domino's handmade pan pizza. Oh, bro. It's ah. Uh, I remember the first time I ordered it's out it. Out of control. Yeah. Because I I do you know and, and like regular Domino's pizza like it's it's cool you know yeah 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 eat it. But I started like I do like the mix and match coupon where it's like six ninety nine you know. And I was like, oh, they got thin crust. And they got thin crust. I'm not really a fan of thin crust. I, you know, I like, like portions. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I like the crunch, but I'm like, I need a little more. You know, I need a pizza with a little more, a little more oomph, a little more yeah. like, you know, hair on his chest. That was, you know, like, you know, so right. I was like, oh, let me get this pan pizza. Like the description sounds good. And then it showed up and I was like, oh, dude, this is like infinitely better than just the regular pizza. Oh, yeah. I'll do white sauce on that pan pizza and then I'll do sausage and pepperoni or i'll do like philly steak and like mushroom on white sauce too oh yeah it's yeah. the best i well, when i was working there because i worked for domino's for a little bit that's right yeah i remember and i never tried it and i was like what do you make you know they're making it because they're making it in the pan they put the butter and all that yeah yeah, yeah. they're like what do you what, what is What's that? that yeah oh this is a pan and pizza like oh is that good? I'm like oh they were like oh it's the best, and they made it. And they made they made one for the crew, and I was like oh my god why are we pushing this? Like what the right, like, what? Dude, right. Like, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> like this is the money maker, and I ordered some a while back. I ordered some at my mom's house, and my little brother got one, and he's like what is this? This is amazing. I'm like this, right? Yeah, yeah. Not even talking toppings, just the crust itself. So buttery and fluffy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's the best. Dude. It's the best. Sponsors, Domino's. I was about to say, Domino's. Hit my line. Yeah. You know, let's I'll, talk. Please. a podcast. Yeah. Come on. Let's do it. Sign me up, bro. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. So just, yeah. That was really good. Um, what about you? Any final thoughts? Me. Yeah. Anything Laker related? I know you all been talking about the Lakers. What we're entering kind of like, you know, all star break, which I don't watch. So you right, are right, expecting right. a all star pod. Uh, keep keep expecting. It's not it's not coming. Yeah. Um don't hold your breath. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hold your breath for sure. Um I'll say this. I've gotten some people who are like about so Harry kind of ruffled feathers on the pot I did with him on Sunday as he does yeah 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 shout out to Harry yeah shout out to Harry and Harry said how he's not going to be going to a lot of Dodger games because he's you know he doesn't want to sit with the casual fans and typically typically I'll like push back on that because, you know, the casual fans are the guys that bring in the money and they're the ones that allow the Dodgers to to get Otani. But I was telling, I was telling uh, someone that was, like, complaining about that to me. They were like, oh, you know, like, why does he have to say that, blah, blah, blah. And I'll sign up for my guy, Harry. If there's anybody that I don't give any heat for when they say stuff like that, it's Harry, because Harry is... A diehard through and through. Right. 
and he bleeds blue like nobody right. I've ever met before. And so when Harry says that, you have to understand. It has some weight to it. You're like, dang, dude. Not only does it have weight to it, but it comes from a place of not heat for you, but deep love for the Dodgers. Mm. So, like, when he says the casuals, like, he's talking about the guys who only know Shohei Otani. Like, that's who he's talking about. He's talking about the girls that are, like, taking pictures and putting on Instagram. Like, take me to a Dodger game so I know it's real. And it's like, yeah. what do you care about the Dodgers? Yeah, than- and are not, like, yeah. focused on, like, it's 2-2 in the bottom of the fifth with two brothers right. at the corners. Like, they have no idea what's going on. So, Harry's even, like, pushed back at me because I was, like, super in favor of the of the time clock and the pitch clock and all that. Harry's a purist. When it comes to baseball, he is a purist. So whenever you talk to a purist, and, and it, it made me realize that a lot of people don't talk to, haven't talked to a purist. Whenever you talk to a purist of anything, anything, right? they are extreme. So if you talk to a purist of rap and you try to, you know, show, what's his name? Remember when, um, I don't know if you saw this clip, but Snoop Dogg and uh, 50 Cent had like this thing and they were talking about the mobile rappers and Snoop and yeah, the Hoover, the Hoover, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and they were that. going in and they're like, Oh, what is this? this isn't even, music. I don't know who started. I don't know if it was Migos or one of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were, and they, but you have to understand that's coming from not from hate, those aren't old heads hating on the new, those are hip hop rap purists. Yeah, and that's what Harry is. Harry is a baseball purist. So when he says that. Because he ruffles my feathers too. So, but when he says that, it doesn't ruffle my feathers. I accept it. I respect it because Harry stands by it. So, that was my final thought. I wanted, I wanted to like stand up for my guy Harry. He's defending Harry. All right. Yeah, and pe- and people listen to him. So it's it just right, right, right. Because I people were like, oh, like you know, why is he saying that? Like, you know, casual friends bring money. I'm like, yes. Yes, but I guarantee you, you haven't met a fan like Harry. So he didn't mean personal. And if, you know, the, the saying goes, you know, the dog that barks is the dog that got hit. So if you got hit, if that hurt you, because, you know, then I guess you're a casual Dodger fan. I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah. You know, become a better fan. I don't know. Because if somebody right, were right. to say, oh, I hate casual 49er friends, guess what I'm doing? Nothing, because I don't think I'm not a casual 49er right. fan. So or at me, least, like, have the, okay, like with me, like like in the, in the chat where like they were talking, yeah. you guys are talking about the sports, and it's like, I'm aware to the point where I'm like, dude, I'm not going to start talking NBA because I don't watch enough NBA to be like, right. You know, I know the names. I know the player, like, you know, some of the positions, right? I'm, I'm not always in the loop with, like, who's yeah. doing what at what time. But I'm like, eh, yeah, I know yeah, a little bit, you know. Yeah. But I'm not going to be out here, like, claiming stuff and going to games and being like, you know. But if someone asks on the streets, I'm like, I, yeah, I'm a Dodger fan. I'm a Laker yeah. fan. I'm like, you know, but, I'm, you know, that's it. And and Harry has uh, – Harry's like that, too. Harry, all his Canelo stuff, he does it because, you know, it pisses me off. So he's been doing that our entire friendship. So yeah, 
That's my final thought. Respect the purest. Love the purest. We need the purest because the purest is what keeps things going. But yeah, when they speak, it you know, purest, purest. It's gonna, you know, I'm sure if you talk to like the purest blues players. Oh yeah, those dudes like like have crazy takes too because it's just they're you know, yeah, the purity of the music. So. That's I want people to understand that Harry is a peer, a baseball purist. So I want Canelo to get back to being a purist with these fight announcements. How about that? That's that's that. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're full circle. Yeah. <laughs> so um, hopefully next time I talk to you next week, Canelo has announced a fight. Hopefully. If not, Next week would be in person. Will it? If, oh, you're here for the wedding. If my dates are correct, yeah, yeah. Hey. I'm trying to be here like that weekend hey. after the wedding too. So you know, hey. maybe look right. kind sala. I don't know. I we might need to give Angel like a chance to redeem himself. You know what I mean? There you go. Get him, get him broke my heart twice last time I was there. So Angelito, we're calling you out. Yeah, Eliza came through at least once. Yeah, you know, Dave, David Lopez came through. Dave, yeah, you know. Um, okay, so Angel, Angel's got to you know, gas step up to the plate. So next week in the flesh. So next week we might do two pots. Then we might do the midweek. Mm. We'll do, yeah, yeah, cool. It's a lot of stuff cooking. So, um, yeah. But I'll see you. I'll see you then. Yeah, yeah. Um, good luck on. Tell us about the stuff you have tomorrow, the sixteenth. Yes, tomorrow the sixteenth. I mean, like whenever you get the pod. But yeah, the sixteenth. I am playing at a venue called the Shed with the Honey Boys. We're headlining. Um, but uh, yeah, check check my 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 Instagram bio or like my Facebook. Instagram is a. Dilla underscore base D I L L A underscore base, but yeah, check my story. But all the details are there. Tickets are, I think, 10 bucks. There you go. So, really fun music, really cool dudes. So, come we'll check we'll it out. It, cool. We'll put it on the arrows up feed too, so you can, yes, yes, check that out. Um, support our boy, yeah, cool. So, have fun with that. I'll talk to you later and I'll see you soon. That's yeah. exciting. I forgot that we're already here. I know. Yeah. Um, cool. So I'll see you then. All right. That's the pod. We are brought to you by, as always, Triumph Protective Coatings. They specialize in concrete polish, epoxy flooring systems, micro top floors and walls in self-leveling underlays they service california and they speak spanish you can follow them triumph underscore coatings on instagram and you get a 10 percent off if you um, use the promo code arrows up you can also reach them on gmail triumph protective coatings at gmail com and you can reach out to them there and check them out 
Thank you to Angel for the music, for the idea, for the script. Thank you to David. Thank you to you for listening. You can listen to Arizona Podcast anywhere you get your pods. And please rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Arizona Podcast. And I will talk to you on Sunday. And on Tuesday, I'll have a full NBA pod kind of resetting us post all-star break what to see what to expect storylines the whole thing uh lebron almost got straight to warriors we'll talk about that on tuesday so thank you for listening i will talk to you again on sunday and uh it's no longer go 49ers season's over um so for now we will do hala madrid